Happy Friday, and welcome to a new episode of This Week in Apps, a weekly, no fluff, they had a first round of interesting news and trends about mobile apps and games. This is Ariel from App Figures, and I have five highlights for you today. I actually have two analyses, one report, and two highlights. So there's a lot to get through. First up is Paparazzi, an app that wants to be the new Instagram of your friends. It launched this week, and you're thinking, another day, another app that uses the camera that wants to get big. But not this time. Paparazzi launched and became the most downloaded app in the U.S. immediately. Like, as soon as it hit the App Store, it became number one. Just how did that happen? Right? That's kind of the question that comes immediately to mind when I think about this. Um, And I'm going to talk about that in a second. But first, let's look at downloads. In the first three days in the App Store, Paparazzi was downloaded by more than 780,000 eager iPhone owners, according to our estimates. The US was responsible for about 55% of those downloads, with the UK, Germany, France, and Canada rounding out the top five countries. Back to the main question, how did Paparazzi, an app that turns off your selfie camera, the front-facing camera, and is only available for iPhone, that's right, only available for iPhone, does that sound like something else that we saw fairly recently? So how does that app manage to get so much traction so quick? And the answer is TikTok plus App Store pre-orders, which is clever and simple. Paparazzi used TikTok to create a lot of hype for its launch, and it used App Store pre-orders to make sure that those turn into downloads immediately. It's such a clever trick. So TikTok is just such a powerful way, and I think very underutilized marketing channel for many apps to get more downloads. Combine pre-launch hype with App Store pre-orders, and we don't see this often, but I bet you we're going to see more of this. Now, TikTok is not, it's not the first time TikTok is actually catapulting an app to the top of the App Store. I don't think before it was as intentional as we're seeing this now, but I definitely see this happening again and again and again in the months and years to come. So if you have an app that targets the kind of user who would be on TikTok, and you're not using TikTok, you're really just leaving money on the table. Another big story this week was Amazon's purchase of MGM, the iconic studio that owns the James Bond franchise and many other successful titles. They paid a record, record, record amount for it of $8.6 billion, which for them is even big. And you're thinking Amazon, all the money in the world. But they only had one more expensive purchase, and that was Whole Foods. So why did they do it? Why did they spend so much money on this, even though they have a streaming app and they have their own original content? The answer is content. But it's a little bit complicated. So I looked at the number of downloads this year so far for the top five streaming apps. And Amazon is in there, but they're really in last place. And they're in last place by about half of downloads when compared to the number one app, which is HBO Max. HBO Max ended the month of almost the month of May. We still got a few more days to go. Uh, Between January and almost the end of May with almost 16 million downloads. And this is in the U.S., Netflix with about 11, almost 12. Disney with just around 10. Hulu with, uh, I would say, around 9 or 10. Uh, And Amazon had just aided a little bit. So Amazon is at about half the downloads of HBO Max. HBO Max kind of came out of nowhere with their catalog of very interesting content. I've been watching HBO Max movies for the last year, and I'm pretty happy about it. So Amazon wants to get into the game, but it can't really compete because it's just not there. So it bought a studio, but it gets pretty complicated. So I don't really fully understand how all this works. I'm not going to pretend to know it. But from what I read and from what I understand, big productions usually have very complicated ownership structures. 
So if a movie is produced or a, a very successful TV show is produced, usually there are a lot of different components that go into it, and that means a lot of different owners. And for example, I know that the James Bond series is, can't really go on Amazon Prime just yet because it's owned by someone else who has the rights to it. So they're not really getting movies immediately, but they're going to get access to future productions, so maybe some sort of a say in the next James Bond movie, but also the resources and a bunch of experience that would take a really long time to build piecemeal. I find this interesting because it's very clear that streaming is one of the hottest areas right now. And I've been talking about it for a while, I've been following it for a while, and we can see so many people moving away from cable and away from traditional uh, TV to do this. And the pandemic didn't really hurt this in any way. It actually supercharged this by shutting down movie theaters. So some believe that when movie theaters open, this is going to be less interesting and less exciting, and there's going to be less demand for movie streaming and video streaming um, on mobile specifically. But I don't actually think that's true. I think we're not going to go back to a 2019 normal anymore. The pandemic changed a lot of things. A lot of people are going to stay at home. A lot of people are going to have the flexibility to stay more at home. And so we're really seeing a shift towards something new. This new normal, post-pandemic normal, I think is going to have a lot more video streaming in it. And I'm pretty sure that's the bet Amazon is making on the future. One race Amazon wasn't behind is retail, having been the top retailer by downloads in many countries in the last year. But that ended last month as Amazon's downloads slipped and fashion retail and the fashion retailers grew. That retailer is Shein, a fast fashion company that focuses its marketing efforts on influencers. Over the last few months, a combination of declining downloads of Amazon and an increase in demand for Shein gave it a lead in downloads. In numbers, that means Shein went from a little under 400,000 downloads on an average day in early 2021 to a little over 450,000 downloads, an increase of about 13%, fairly modest. Amazon, in the meantime, managed to lose about 35% of its daily downloads, dropping from an average of 550,000 downloads to just a little over 400,000 based on our estimates. Another tiny interesting quirk is Shein is blocked in India because they're a Chinese company and India doesn't like those right now. But that happens to be a huge market for Amazon. In fact, the largest market by downloads this year. So Imagine if that ban is reversed. I don't see that happening, but just imagine. This isn't the first time Amazon slips and a competitor takes over. We saw that with Wish um, last year. We also saw that with Walmart, but Amazon always recovered in the past. The trend here is a little bit different. And even though Amazon is a destination for fashion and even has its own fashion brands, they're not branded Amazon, of course. Shein may have enough momentum to take this and make the situation pretty sticky for Amazon. So I won't be surprised if Amazon tries to acquire it in the next year, just putting that out there. On to insights. Last week, Sony launched a new game based on the popular anime series My Hero Academy, which became the most downloaded app in the US very quickly. It slipped since, but based on our estimate, it managed to attract more than 2 million downloads globally since launched. Roughly 32% of those came from the US. Revenue wasn't bad either. In its first eight days, MHA, short for what I was saying before, has earned a little over 2 million in net revenue. A lot of twos. And that's roughly... 2.8 million gross revenue in the US specifically, which secures its place in the top 25 grossing apps and games. Dividing revenue by downloads, something that I do often to see how well an app can monetize, we can see that MHA is earning about $3 for every download in the US. That's a good start, but it has to grow about 10x to catch up with games like Genshin Impact and Clash of Clans, both averaging about $30 to $32 per download in the US. Now that summer is so close, electric scooter rentals are starting to climb. 
You know how much I like scooters, so this should come as no surprise that I'm covering this. Downloads of big players Bird and Lime have been rising steadily since the beginning of the year, and I talked about this before, uh, but they've now reached yet another new high last weekend. Bird ended the week with 181,000 new downloads and Lime with 202,000 downloads according to our estimates. Last time I talked about scooters, I said I expect the trend to only continue, and we can see that's happening. Now, I'm a big fan of micromobility, so for me, this is a positive, and I expect the trend to continue growing and even eclipse last year's numbers. But rentals aren't the only thing that's in demand. Scooter purchases are up as well. Segway sells one of the more popular scooters I see on the streets of New York, and I bet you in other places too, called the Ninebot. It's actually a good scooter. And it comes with an app that you use to set it up and also maintain it which makes it a great proxy for new scooter ownership. So far in 2021, weekly downloads of the Ninebot app have doubled, topping 10,000 weekly downloads earlier in May, according to our estimates. The bottom line here is that electric scooters have evolved a lot over the last few years and are now a viable mode of transportation for many people, especially in big cities. It's something that you do over the weekend for fun and for convenience, but it's also something you own and use on your daily commute. And I expect to see a lot more of that in big cities and eventually everywhere. And on that note, I will say happy Friday. If you enjoyed any of the insights and want to get them for your own apps, for competitors, for your friends' apps, head on to appfigures.com slash intelligence to get all this data for yourself. And if you like the podcast, please tell your friends and make sure you subscribe. We're available wherever podcasts are available. That's it for me. See you next week.